good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and a welcome to the football show. And it's really good to be back. The football season has kicked off in Europe, and obviously it's happening in India back home. So today we're back with a full house to talk about uh, what's been happening, including the AFC Cup. Messi, I mean, that was the big transfer. Is that the best free transfer ever? Uh, but what are the issues in Spanish football? And we'll also be discussing the various European leagues that have kicked off and the expectations for this coming season, as well as obviously the EPL. And to kick off the show, we've got a full house of guests and it's fantastic to have all these guests with us. And obviously, first on the man with the name on the door, let's welcome him first and see how he's doing. Nevin, good afternoon to you, my friend. How are you? Nevin. Good afternoon to you, my friend. How are you? Good afternoon. Long time no see. And uh, good to be back and good to have a lot of football to you know watch. Uh, I think in the last few months we were a little deprived, but now we are back in like full strength and uh, all looking good. Yeah, absolutely. And I yeah, know you've been really busy with other really sports in the past few weeks. How's the stress level? It's, it's calmed down now. It's all normal now. Um, I know there's a Paralympics starting and uh, all that. Uh, there's pro Kabaddi league action happening, all that. But... Olympics was something else. Uh, I'm glad that it's go it's over. It was also a fantastic event, and we couldn't have possibly hoped for a better ending with Neera Chopra winning a gold medal and all that. But uh, football's our bread and butter, and we are back doing what we what we love uh, doing most. So great to um, be back. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And absolutely. it's also and a warm welcome, welcome to, um, to a fellow um, a English fellow... person uh, in Vimal. Uh, I don't know if that's fair to say now that you've been here long enough. I think we can count you as one of our own. <laughs> how are you, my friend? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. Uh, how are you, Brad? <laughs> yeah, very well, very well. Um, how I are you just, picking? I uh, wanted to say something. I can't believe that Nevin Thomas just mentioned Pro Kabaddi League and the Olympics in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Nevin? Nevin? I, I'll insist on putting a comma, which I can't say it out loud. But I'm just saying that these are the two things that uh, uh, that are on my way. I'm not comparing it by any stretch of imagination. Well, I'm just well, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. There's something, there's something that I'm actually, something looking, that I'm forward actually looking forward to as well. I think the auction is next the... week or the week after in the next few days. So looking forward to that. And um, yeah, it's something that I got into last year. So maybe in 2036, when the Olympics are in India, we'll have the Kabaddi gold medal as well to look forward to. Uh, but uh, more importantly, Vimal, how have you been in the past few months? Just busy. I'm always on my laptop working or working outside so it's so unlike, dull. unlike never you're doing proper work awake, so uh just just part-time work and and then obviously i have to finish my dissertation which uh all three of you have answered and helped <laughs> uh the questionnaire so that's that's been really helpful well hopefully you can share that with us as well um what oh, the yes. findings were it'll be good to hear now, I was hoping to have a fellow, because we've got the Chelsea firepower, but I needed some support from a um, fellow Fox, and he was with us, but I think we've just lost him, so hopefully he can join again. Um, let me see if I can get hold of him. Let me see if him. I can get hold of him. The fellow Fox and the fellow Messi fan who's now in confused waters. <laughs> very confused <laughs> quarters. Cold, 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 uh, um, but this is the but front is the of live show. Of Let me see, show. Let if, me I see if I can do it. 
Okay, we'll see if he can join again. Um, and um, because I can't be having two Chelsea fans on this first show. Uh, in fact, I can't be having two Chelsea fans on my show, but uh, we'll see if we can get him back on. Uh, but also a warm welcome back uh, also to one of our supporters of this podcast and show, uh, Shubnam. He joined the uh, cricket show the other day asking, where is the football show? And I was saying that it's going to be back on Sunday. So it's good that people want this show back. And I think it's down to uh, you guys. So thank you for joining us as usual, Shubnam. Um, I have to start with, obviously, we're going to be talking about the European leagues and uh, how it's um, panning out already. Uh, but in terms of um, Indian football, obviously, we've had the AFC Cup happening uh, during the past week or so with two of our clubs in the same group. Uh, Nevin, I don't know if you've had a chance to look at it. Chance to look at it. And, and, um, and, um, good performance by ATK. Carrying on with from where they left off in the previous season. Even even better, I, I suppose. They look they look much better than what they were last season. Uh, Hugo Bumos is a big addition to that squad. Liston is a big addition. And uh, suddenly, I mean, suddenly we are also expecting ATK to score a lot of goals, which wasn't always the case. They were completely reliant on counterattacks through Roy Krishna all the time. But now this this is a completely dominant side. And I think, uh, I think I, this is a sign for the ISL as well. It's going to be ATK if Mumbai can stay. Uh, in touch, then that'll be great. But I think it's going to be an ATK versus Mumbai, uh, Mumbai City FC sort of um, ISL in the coming coming round. But uh, I I didn't watch all the matches. I did watch uh, ATK versus uh, Mazia and the match against Bangalore, and um, they were very impressive. I thought they they sort of uh, unlocked unlocked another side to another perspective to their team. They're no longer just reliant on Roy Krishna or the, the forwards getting them everything it's a it's a complete squad it's also got great depth uh being really impressed by ATK and I think the continuity helps having the same coach having the same format uh, formation and all that really helps Bangalore on the other side um, uh, I just saw that uh, ATK match but I was reading the reactions as well and a lot of people are disappointed with Bangalore if they're not really you know hit the hit that patch yet the purple patch yet and uh, I think uh, last year we raised those questions here as well in in this board as well uh, as to like uh, what is happening, what is the future for Bangalore? They they seemed deprived of some freshness. We thought with Quadrat going that will be over, there will be some freshness, but um, maybe they need some more signings. Maybe they need to change things around. Right now it looks a little a little bleak right now, but they have some time right uh, before the ISL. So maybe they can make the changes and maybe they'll get the team ready for that. And you mentioned, you know, and that you already, you know, the, already the forthcoming the ISL that it looks like a, a two-horse race. Um, because um, it's quite strange when you exclude BFC already. Yeah, I mean, I think last year also we didn't include them in the top. I think uh, FC Goa seemed like a better, better side compared to the rest of the pack. Um, so, I mean, I don't think Bangalore is... Uh, no longer that um, that squad that is expected to be the the front runners of the league, and um, with the other teams is always patchy, right? So Chennai, we don't know what to expect. Maybe they'll come up and uh, you know come up with a great performance. Um, I think in Owen Coyle there is a great manager in India, but does he have the team here there at Jamshedpur? I, I'm not very really sure. So it's it's a it's a mixed bag right now. So 
in terms of consistency in terms of squad depth in terms of what they uh, they've been showing in the last couple of months i think mumbai and atk are the key favorites and uh, we might on if you have a chance to follow the AFC cup living in england obviously the coverage is negligible but just looking from the outside are you excited by one of our teams possibly going into the same class and having a really good chance of getting to the final ah definitely i mean it's it's huge for indian football uh like you said i i i never managed to catch the games but i read the reactions and i know the score lines and they were like comfortable victories not like a scrappy game or just managed to edge out which which just shows that you know they are in it for the mean business basically and uh, that that's that's something positive for indian football definitely and i i think they have the what it takes to go all the way if you ask me and in terms I mean, of the despite losing one of their key players i mean which is which is good for the player because you know he's playing in europe and everything uh but yes like uh like nevin said two additions uh like bumos and uh these people i think i i i think the the manager has spot them you know like with a, with a certain style of philosophy in mind and these players may properly fit into that system or something well we have to wait and see but like 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 nevin said it's really exciting to watch an indian team you know go for it at the asian level absolutely and uh, nevin in terms of um uh, the coverage and um the support is um, generating the interest in makeup even atk fans i can see unless i've missed it any sort of mass um sort of enthusiasm in terms of the performances or if i missed that i i didn't clearly get you there but i lost you in between in, in terms of um, in terms of uh, coverage of the, the AFC cup and the media uh, coverage of this uh, and the fans and interest fans how has it been how has it been because atk well, uh, like vimal said like really good yeah i don't know okay um, maybe i don't know whether because i was involved with the olympics and i've been a little away from indian football but i thought for something as big as afc there's not enough noise and mm. uh, there's not a lot of excitement uh, because this is big right you i mean to to dominate the stage is it's quite big and uh, i think the thing here is that the atk versus mohan bagan sort of uh, conversation is sort of taking away a lot of shine from what the uh, what the team is achieving it's because you could see that being still the you know remove atk was the hashtag that was trending uh, yesterday uh, despite their uh, success so uh i think the the internal issues are sort of um, um, you know overlapping or uh, clouding the the success of the team and so it's a, it's it's a massive team it's a great football team and they're playing good football uh so that could be one reason or secondly i think uh, um i think everybody's just exhausted with a lot of sports happening that uh, this afc is suddenly not the, the priority that maybe the chelsea's or the united's are back so all of our focus is going there and olympics just got over so that was a big you know 24 hour events just you know just got over so um uh, maybe it's just a mix of all that and there was this a random indian football match in between that nobody expected don't even know what that game was for uh, so a lot of confusion in i don't know how much aware you are um, but there's also been a lot of uh, protest against the uh, the the federation because of the women's football's treatment uh the, the fact that iwl is not happening this season and you know the random justifications they've been coming up with so 
um, as of I mean, I noticed it with my own football page where I feel the 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 numbers are just low. It's not the usual numbers. What used to be like 50 retweets and now 20 retweets. And so I think the conversation is just generally low with football. Maybe it will pick up once as regular football. Even maybe Durant is good enough to start off that conversation because Calcutta League didn't inspire so much conversation. Uh, I think the Goan League is also going to start soon. So maybe maybe it's just maybe it's just getting there. Um, there was a there was a friendly match between Kerala Blasters and Kerala United. That also didn't get a lot of uh, you know reaction here. So I'm also like as a content producer, I'm also trying to figure out what is going wrong or what I should you know. Uh, factor in so it, it could be multiple cases and could be just football fatigue in some reason or maybe they're just maybe everything everybody's eyes on united and leicester and chelsea so maybe let's see I'm glad you said that. It's good to be recognized on a regular basis uh, in that uh, context. But um, it's something Vimal alluded to, and I was going to bring this up to get your views on the uh, transfer of Sander Stringen to the Croatian club. I don't know if Coach Stimak is turning into an agent or, you know, there's uh, something happening there. But uh, your thoughts on that, uh, Vimal? You brought up. Uh, Vimal, the, uh, you brought up the. Uh... Big transfer news. Well, I, I think after Gurpreet, uh, Sandesh is the first player to go and play in Europe. And I mean, it's it's just, it's amazing. I I, I can't stop smiling because, you know, like when you're growing up, you, you watch all these matches and, you know, you're like, okay, one day I want to be there. That's what you think as like young athletes and not many make it, at least from India. Uh, well, at least the footballing situation back home is a little better now but still you know playing in europe is really a privilege for indian footballers and i'm really happy and i'm actually looking forward to i i honestly had no clue who the team was uh obviously i did a little bit of googling after sunday signed for him and yeah I, I might actually you know like try and catch a couple of games maybe at least to see what he's doing or how how is an indian playing with with a couple of european players uh, as in the top level European players. Uh, okay, that might be controversial <laughs> because we have some Europeans in, uh, in the ISL as well. But uh, just just to be there and like, you know, play in a European league is, I'm sure, definitely way more competitive than the ISL and Indian football in general. So I'm excited and I'm looking forward to at least catching a couple of uh, Sunday's Jenkins games, if I can. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, it, you know, there was a, a stage, well, there there is even now that each uh, Premier League club even would try and find a Chinese player or a, a Japanese player or player from that region. So their hits would go up in terms of interest on the website and uh, the club and what have you. This might help uh, the Croatian club getting a lot more hits and a lot more coverage uh, when there's a billion, yes. well, I say a billion people, you know what I mean about that when I, I, yes. I don't like using that phrase, but uh, it can only do them good, uh, Nevin. And uh, we need somebody to open the door for our players and oh, the potential. It's not just about the marketing and the hits, but it's also it's highlighting also the level highlighting of players that we have that could potentially, with good coaching and good surroundings, in Europe. In Europe, um, I wasn't that excited, strangely, because I was a little like, why is Sandesh making this move at this point in his career? It seemed more like a dream than uh, like a like a career choice in terms is of it like a bad I dream want to, to have. No, it's not a bad dream to have, but like 
what is his club and uh, you know how does that uh, improve him at this point in his career he's what 28 29 so it's not even like he is young and is going to develop his game or change his game at this point he just recovered from a massive injury to have a good season um he's playing for a top indian indian side i see like vimal it's always exciting to see um, you know indians go outside and we have a lot of youngsters going and playing there so um, i mean we keep talking about gurpreet but you know ashik and nemil and all these people have been playing in spain and uh, in multiple levels not necessarily in the top league but there seems to be an output through reliance uh, foundation and a lot of guys sending these kids abroad a lot so i don't know i i'm a little confused i'm trying to make sense of what jingan's move was for uh, i mean last year when kerala blasters released him there was a lot of uh, rumors that he is you know europe bound and that's why they let him go and all that so maybe this was always in the pipeline and didn't materialize last year so this time we're not saying but from what i know a couple of journalists have tweeted it out he is injured and apparently the <clears throat> club is not at all satisfied with this uh training and work or anything so there's another controversy um happening somewhere we hope nothing like that exists and we really hope sandesh gets to play and we need him for a national side he's he's our best defender so we really need him fit and happy and playing a lot of football matches so i hope it really works out though um from from my point of view i've sort of struggled to make a lot of sense in it i don't mind a youngster going at like 21 22 It's not like I have a problem with Sandeep going at 28, 29, but I just don't see a lot of logic to it. So maybe it's just super long his career because he can go to Europe for two seasons, come back, and he'll be he'll have that Europe tag to him. So he'll definitely get another three, four years here in India. I don't know. I'm just trying to uh, think out loud, but uh, but let's just hope that it really works out for him. Just uh, on a couple of just, things. Just uh, on a couple of things you just mentioned. Do you think it's too late for a twenty-year-old? uh logic to it he he as a footballer that was his dream and he's going out there to achieve it however late it might be so i have complete respect for him and his move and all that i am just i just hope he gets to play it shouldn't be that at this point of career he goes and sits in the bench and uh, he he should be playing 20 30 matches a season so as long as that's guaranteed in croatia i have no problem at all uh but i'm i'm doubtful i've been hearing mixed uh, reactions from croatia as well so um i hope i hope i'm wrong and i hope he gets to play a lot of football matches because yeah, if if he's yeah. not going to play then it'll be a big tragedy absolutely 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 and um just and, following um, on that just in following on terms that of in limited terms options, of the limited options um, um, indian players have have uh, playing in europe uh, playing in europe another person who another had limited options as to where he was going to be more was lionel messi lionel messi of all people of all people i mean the number of clubs that the he could have gone to barcelona to barcelona were down to one were down to one is vimal vimal hello vimal hello you ask me as you never no you you're in your you're in your pink on the my friend 
Okay. Okay. Um, I I I'm disgusted by the move, honestly. Because because you know, if you could have chosen a more romantic destination, like somewhere like Naples. Uh, you know, well, he could have tried to, you know, you know, get back the glory days of Diego Maradona or something. Instead, he just chose for a sport washing project. And, <laughs> wow. you know, the, the easier road. Uh, I mean, I'm sure a man of his, uh, uh, you know, stature is educated and, you know, he knows about what's going around. And, you know, it's all very, it's all lined up very well for the Qatar World Cup, you know, because you get to sign the best player, or arguably the best player. I don't want to uh, disappoint the Ronaldo fans. Uh, uh, you know, to you know, just a year before the World Cup, that's like, what more can they do? So, it's 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 disgusting. And and if PSG don't win the Champions League with this squad, I think they should just quit football. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, strong statements from you in terms of, uh, but honestly, do, do you think another club? Could have afforded Lionel Messi. Of course, I mean Manchester City could have easily afforded Messi, uh, and I, I genuinely believe Chelsea could have afforded him, even though it would have made no sense. But I think United could have afforded him at his wage, uh, half a million a week, plus uh, endorsements and plus all the add-ons. Who can basically change a game like 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 that? You know, like within a second. And it, I I honestly think if the club is you know, looking for a special player, you know, like 35 million a year. Like, listen, Arsenal paid 50 million for Ben White, you know, so, so I, that's I don't not think, fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, uh, oh, I hope it doesn't come to bite me today. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Uh, uh, well, but there's rumors that he's not fit. Uh, but we'll talk million. about that later. <laughs> yes. For the best player. For the best player. Why not? Is the question. Never... He's still got like one or two years. Like one or two years. No, I mean, I would never want to get Messi on the team simply because it just destroys the balance of salary and all that. You no, know, having one player get six hundred thousand a week, well, the top, the second top is like on two hundred. That just doesn't fit right for a club like uh, Chelsea or United or any. I think any English club. I think. Uh, and uh, that's why probably they've just kept their you know hands away from it. Like like Vimal said, I think they could have afforded it had they you know planned for it. And I don't think Messi was also interested. I think he wanted to go to France, go to Paris, lovely city, just chill, and uh, get all the money. So <laughs> I think um, uh, in terms of I'm not disgusted by the move per se because I'm like okay, he's done it all for Barcelona. He, I, I don't think he owes it to the club to stay or anything. And he doesn't know He was willing uh, to take a pay cut, to exactly. So he tried. And uh, what is the next possible destination for him? A lot of clubs were not, you know, willing. I don't think a lot of these clubs even approached. So it, it can't be that Messi goes asking, hey, Man United, do you want me? Hey, Chelsea, do you want me? Um, he had like I think only City and uh, PSG even remotely interested in getting him on board. So at the end of the day, I think Messi's hands were also tied. There's only one club who can you know sign him, yeah. unless he takes yeah. like this very romantic route of going back to Argentina or playing somewhere or something. But you know that's also ridiculous for us to expect. Now, why should he take all that pay cut when he's like the well, like people said, well, like Diego did. Diego didn't take the same route, mind you. Like 
ഫാൻസ്ോ a lot of these barca fans or like messi fans suddenly have to you know choose between messi and barcelona and that that's always hard uh, but like this is modern day football i think we need to accept that you know money has pushed football to to the you know the, to the edge and um, we saw messi almost spilling over that there if psg didn't exist messi could have been clubless in some sense So this is where we've reached in terms of football, and that's a very nasty side that a world star footballer is not wanted because we've pushed the finance to that point. So I think we should look at the Messi story as a larger story, as to you know where we stand in football and where the money is and how we've sort of inflated this world. You know, um, uh, a lot of countries have lesser funds for coronavirus um, than what Chelsea pay for Lukaku. so that that is what we are dealing with you know so uh, sometimes i think we we forget what the reality is this inflated world of football needs some sort of check clearly ffp is not the answer clearly uefa is not the answer yeah. uh, so uh, i don't know where this is going i i mean as chelsea fan i know that you know we have also benefited from the whole system but um, we need we need solutions to save football at, at, and messi is just a great example of that yeah don't bring morality yeah, don't bring morality into football uh, um it will be a long discussion uh, but just on something uh, else that bimo uh, mentioned uh, how much pressure is pochettino uh, pochettino on uh, nevin sorry uh, nevin yeah, i think but uh, uh, your voice is... no i think um, pochettino wouldn't have personally wanted to sign because no. that's that's the kind of pressure no. that you would never want to add to your team especially with mbappe a little um, you know restless he's always he's been creating a few issues neymar has always been like you know he's volatile uh, verati is in a very easy guy uh, that that so verati is there in the center uh, there are, there are leaders like marquinhos there in the team and mind you this is a side that is also signed sergio ramos Don Aroma Don Aroma uh, is the big one uh, Don Aroma and Hakimi so how do you fit all these guys they, they, without messi that's a great summer with all these signings and then you add messi to it how, and you have already a team with mbappe neymar di maria it's it, it's 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 a terrible situation to be in i know one I know you you cannot have like enough of riches, but I think in this case, yes, just too many players and uh, too many players who are not willing to adapt. I don't think if Messi is asked to run back and defend, he's not going to do it. Neymar is not going to do it. Mbappe is not going to do it. And uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of people will have to work their you know socks off to ensure these three uh, get to play their game, and that will be. Um, I, I'm 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 hoping it will be like the MSN trio. uh at barcelona uh where uh, they had uh, suarez but mbappe is different from suarez he also ri- you know likes to run in the wings 
and then there, there is a confusion uh, neymar on the left um mbappe on the right and messi in the center doesn't really solve because messi isn't your uh, you know a target man or somebody who is going to poach those goals so it's 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 strange i do, i'm i'm really looking forward to how they they line up and vim you know you Pochettino, if he doesn't win the well, if PSG don't win the Champions League this year, then they should pack up as a club. I mean, that's a, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen because when you look at it, last year they had a pretty a very good team, but they didn't win the league league in France. Uh, they didn't make it into the finals of the Champions League. Um, they bought four of the five players that Nevin mentioned on a free, although they're big, big players. Um, Quality and class and a huge squad doesn't guarantee trophies. Any day, I mean, but you know why I feel they might win this year is not just because of Messi, because of a person like Sergio Ramos. Listen, this man has uh, probably, he's been leading a club like Real Madrid who don't have the most loving fans. And he's been at the center of all their battles you know like it, it like a lot of credit goes to ronaldo for all the champions leagues but this man i don't know if you remember he he scored the header against atletico i mean mm. he, that experience like he marquinhos is a young and like i think he's 27 28 and pairing him with ramos who's who's basically been through so much he's, he's won the world cup he's won the euros he's won the champions league that is actually going to make a difference, and I I, I, I do feel a little bit bad for for PSG's uh, goalkeeper because you know Donnarumma is great, but he, this man has done everything for the club, you know, and just to buy uh, another young player to replace him, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. And even Hakimi, I don't know, I don't know what 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 difference it's going to make. But Ramos, with his experience, and Messi with his experience in in, in the glory days with Barcelona could make a difference you know these these people like like i don't know for example neymar neymar left barcelona to become the star you know to become and to win but he's never managed to do it he's had so much time. i think he's been more like injured than he's played for psg so uh, maybe maybe this could be the final you know piece in the jigsaw or it just could be uh, a matter for all us for all of us to laugh at at the end of the season uh, I genuinely hope it's the second one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that will be hoping this doesn't pan out the way PSG owners think it will pan mm-hmm. out. But uh, uh, it was the same uh, with you, Chelsea fans, fans, you know, when uh, you, you know, were splashing uh, the cash. Listen, I have to disagree over there because even Nevin, I'm, I'm surprised he mentioned FFP and Chelsea on the same lines because <laughs> we, we have been selling enough players i mean yes we've been spending 50 to 60 million or 70 million max every year but you the have other three teams out on loan sales. yes it's the system that's working it it has been like i don't think there has been an ffp accusation against chelsea any time in the near in the, in the near past you know because we've been getting all the money from us like we 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 all the 250 million or 270 million we spent on havertz and werner We've got majority of that money from, I mean, Hazard and Morata. And this year, we got like, yes, we did spend uh, uh, close to 100 million on Lukaku, but we, we sold uh, Abraham for like, what, 40, close to 40. And uh, like Victor Moses, a lot of fringe players have left. And 
I think a couple of more players are about to leave before the window closes, like Bakayoko and all these people. I mean, they might not generate much money, but even four or five million is good. And I think we yeah, even got two million but, for Giroud. But I think you would agree in your heyday, you were splashing the cash. <laughs> we, uh, we, we're splashing cash, but following the rules. <laughs> what I would say. Well, all I would say is that before yeah, you... I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I sort of agree and disagree in terms of... Uh, we flaunted the rule when the rule did not exist. So, mm. so in some sense, yeah, we didn't break the yeah, FFP. Uh, we didn't break the FFP, and also, Vimal, uh, what we tend to forget is that Chelsea can afford to spend the hundred million that they generate because there's Roman Abramovich. A lot of clubs mm-hmm. can't, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, like um, earn hundred million and spend hundred million. So, yes, in terms of checkbook, it's clean. Uh, but a lot of the clubs also have to, you know, pay their wages, pay their a lot of other things also through that uh, that that revenue that is generated through the transfer. So again, it's it's not anybody's fault. I am happy that Chelsea can do this, but uh, uh, and I don't think Chelsea is the biggest problem right now, especially in the last ten years. I don't think Chelsea is the yeah. the biggest yeah. problem yeah. for world football. Yeah. But um, the thing is, um, unless there is some strict rule. Um, and I, I'm not saying FFP the way it is should be existing because that means it's very difficult for a, uh, an ambitious club to change things around in a season. Then it becomes very difficult. It has to be like I think a three-year or a five-year project where if you can clean your books in three years, then it's worth it because that's when I mean that's how businesses run, right? So you invest 10x, hoping that in two years or three years you you know reap the dividends. So I think the FFP in itself needs to be altered. Um, but like, I, I don't think Chelsea is a problem right now. I completely agree with Vimil. I think yeah. for the last uh, yeah. few yeah. seasons, they've been a very clean uh, club and they've been uh, balancing their books quite well. Yeah, you've mended your yeah, way. You've mended your way with the Arab Man City and what have you. But just on a bigger, just on the back of the financial the issues, of the financial issues La, Liga is, La Liga is and Barcelona announcing a billion pound in debt. Is this a downward spiral now for Spanish football? Spanish football. Nevin. Nevin. Oh, um, I don't know. I mean. There, there will be a lull for sure. There will be like two, three years where Spanish teams are not really up to the mark. I mean, but would you still I, watch, I mean, would you stay up very late to watch the Classico? Sorry? Would you still, this year, would you still stay up late to watch the Classico? I've not really been interested in Classico ever since the Guardiola Mourinho era, to be very honest. Even the last years, I know Messi has been there, but it's been quite... Uh, not a very interesting match to watch. So, I mean, I watch it for the sake of it, not necessarily because I enjoy it. So, for me, that doesn't really make a difference. Perhaps I'll be more interested because there's no Messi around. And so, I want to see how these two teams uh, will now, uh, you know, play it out. But uh, I, I think there is enough football in Spain for them to come out of this. So, I think that's the... That's the and that's the answer to all footballing problems across the world. If you have enough footballers coming from your system, you will find a way out of this somehow. So I think the the next generation Spanish footballers, which we've been seeing glimpses at the at the Olympics, at the you know at the, the events prior to that, even the even the Euros, well, it was pretty young um, Spanish side. So maybe there is another generation of players, and maybe there's like a big star there. And that can really, you know, think, turn things around because otherwise, 
if you just look at the finances, it's just not working for La Liga. And in the meantime, I think Serie A is on its up. Um, after a lot of years, yeah. I think Serie A is looking way more interesting right now. And PSG will, and uh, League One will definitely get a lot of eyeballs this season. You think? Because you think? Um, I mean, um, uh, I, I think there will be a lot of international football fans. I don't know the right word to describe them. But there is a considerable amount of people who will want to watch PSG. Um, I know that um, in our website, the place where I work, um, I mean, we do a lot of analytics on what is being searched. And a lot of people are searching how to watch League One in, in India. So a, a massive volume is searching how to watch League One in India. There is no broadcaster for League One in India. So, so well, that tells you about uh, the, the standard of League One. Yeah, and obviously, I think the money probably didn't make sense for a lot of TV channels here to, you know, get their, their rights. But now maybe they'll get like a PSG rights, just the PSG match or something like that. Um, so, so clearly, it's, it's going to be very tough for La Liga, but I don't think that it's too big and there's too much tradition and too many footballers coming out of La Liga for it to just disappear. And Fimo, would you uh, stay? Well, you don't have to say it, but you're in this part of the world, but would you, um, you know, highlight a PSG game in Liga? Because I don't think I would. I'll be honest with you. I mean, we've got coverage here. We can watch all the uh, French games here. I mean, as as you know, irritated as I am with his transfer, I think I would watch the game just to see the football they're playing. You know, because uh, I, after all, we're all fans of football and. If people can create magic on the pitch, then yes, I don't mind watching it. And you know, I'm in foot. I'm watching football for the for the flicks and you know for the little nutmegs and the and the cheeky chips. So I'm, I'm expecting a lot but of. But you that want competition, from, from... don't you? You want two com competitive uh, yes, teams. I mean, there was a reason people were so interested in the Clasico. It's not. It was not just Barcelona, Real Madrid. It was Ronaldo against Messi. It was, you know, still messy against a very, very good Real Madrid team. PSG, even though Lille won the title last year, are not at the same level. Or yes, Lyon, definitely. or Monaco, or Marseille. You know, the bigger definitely. teams in France are still nowhere near where PSG are. Definitely. But at least, you know, I would like at least watch a couple of games. Like, like the... Like the big games, at least. Not like every... I wouldn't watch PSG playing the 20th ranked team in Ligon because that's just bad. Unless you want to see some goals or boring football. <laughs> yes, and I, I would obviously watch them uh, in their Champions League run as well. Because Would you? Uh, yes. I only get interested in Champions League at the knockout stages. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, it depends. If, if they are put in a group with, say, say Bayern or, or something like that. Which they won't be because they'll be seeded. We know that the group the group yes. stages is just for money making for the clubs. There's not real yes, yes. competition <laughs> there. I'm just gonna say. Am I, I being I, too I cynical here? <laughs> I wouldn't mind watching them, because just just for fun, you know. Just, just it's gonna be like Sunday league for all you know. <laughs> you know these three just uh, showboating and just crushing the opponent, or maybe but not. We interesting results, you know. You never know. Like I would love if if the seventeenth place team eighteenth place team in Ligue 1 defeats PSG defeats PSG like proper parking the bus like Mourinho Shithousery that that would that would be a lovely day for football don't you think so parking the bus watching that sort of football watching Mourinho ball watch Roma this year 
or watch <laughs> or watch one nil to a lower ranked team. Let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Nevin. Uh, I don't know. Nevin. You, you said, so I I you, would, you I would want to watch PSG simply because I want to see how they line up. There's too many players. I'm curious as to how they're going to line up and how what football they. This is I think a journalist more than a fan. I think I'm just curious how they're going to. Is there any doubt on the front three? Is there any doubt on the front three? Not really. But I I I mean Demaria has been such a good servant to the club. So how do you just you know chuck him out? I mean they can chuck him out of course. But <laughs> and then uh, there is this curious space of do you want a target man in your team or do you want Messi playing that central role? Um, so I, I'm very curious as to how they line up. I feel like it'll be like the that uh, Cruyffian idea of two wide forwards and one uh, slightly withdrawn central forward in Messi. So I'm just curious, and I see they've signed Hakimi, who's a brilliant wing back. So I don't think he's a great right back. So how do you play somebody like Hakimi there? Um, how do you? I mean, how do you take Kimpenge off the off the team? So if you're going to play a four in the back. do you not play ramos do you not play marquinhos how do you solve that solution um how do you solve that question and then there is a, you know do you play marquinhos in the in the, in the midfield if that case in this verati and then who there's paredes there's so many <laughs> there's vanaldum there's so many players so i'm just curious and um, do i disagree with uh, vimal in the terms in in that uh, Uh, I think Donnarumma was a very important signing because that will be a big, big pro- uh, so- solution for them. I think in the last Champions League uh, semis, um, I thought uh, they really lacked in terms. Of, in Nawaz was not the quality of Mendy and um, the other Kotwa uh, and all these other other three keepers there. So I think uh, Donnarumma really shuts the door there. So I think he's been signed simply because they want to win the Champions League more than anything else. and having such a brilliant keeper there would uh, help the chances a lot so um but i i would watch psc just to, uh, just to see how they line up and that's new because i never bothered to watch psc matches otherwise no even champions league like you said only knockout matches i've never seen their league matches or anything so i my judgment on uh, of uh, psc is also completely based on these five matches that i see every year in champions league that's all so this time around i will probably go to see the league and see how they line up because i think last year and the pre- year with tochel as well they were playing three in the back so how does that fit ramos so a lot of questions to be asked um, so it'll be very interesting to see yeah i mean with this one yeah i mean with this one kind of big team for the french league and the other one for the uh, and the other one for the uh, champions league and what have champions you champions league so and we'll what have you so but the problem we know is that you know when you have this sort of talent and they're winning so easily in the french league although again i caveat that with the fact that they didn't win the league last year but when they come into top level european football which they will from the knockout stages it becomes harder because they're not used to it even the uh, hugely talented players but when you're not facing that week in week out it, it is a factor isn't it no I mean, definitely i mean that's that's why they haven't won it yet i believe and that's why i said the likes of Ramos could actually make a difference, but uh, I I actually spoke to this uh, friend of mine who was who was from France. He's actually a fan of Paris FC, and he says that French football, as in Ligue 1, is one of the most competitive leagues in the world. And the reason why he's saying is that he's like you guys don't watch it, which was very very true. You know, he he got me there. Like 
you guys don't watch it you guys go by the english media's you know uh calling names kind of uh behavior and that's that's how this farmers league or the whole thing started is what he's claiming he's saying that listen france we've, we've won the world cup we've got players playing in other leagues definitely but still we've got a great league you should watch some of the lower league teams is what he said you know and and it, it is actually competitive but again like listen i haven't watched league on but when i've seen the strongest team or on paper at least the strongest team in france playing like that in europe then obviously you're going to think okay maybe the league isn't good because it's it's only natural you know like mm-hmm. i i can i don't think like say monaco can just like maybe like a few years ago when they had like bernardo silva and mbappe and everybody they had a great run to the semi finals and everything but i don't think any team could do that like anytime soon because just simply the standard isn't good enough well we'll see this year i mean all of us have said that we'll probably well apart from me you both have said that you're going to be watching some league on so i'll be looking for some insights into how you find the league and the matches there so that'll be interesting as we uh, go through the season but one league i am looking forward to and you alluded to it earlier nevin even though i think they've got financial problems it's Serie A. And it's not just on the back of Italy's performance in the Euros, which was undeniably they were the best team by far. The players, you know, there's no big names, if you want to say. They are world-class players, but they're a team that plays like a team. And um, it showed and a good brand of football. Um, but also, you know, it's, with Juventus coming back into Milan, I know they've got financial problems, but both the Milan clubs, in a way, back to where they were. It's looking a lot more uh, better league to watch and follow I can you hear me yeah I can yeah yeah I can yeah, I mean um, I'm really looking forward to Serie I think it's probably be the first season I will try to follow it more religiously mm-hmm. uh, there is obviously the Milan teams I think uh, Maldini has sort of led uh, AC Milan into very good shape with like very good sharp sensible recruits even Juru and everybody is like a very, very sensible signings, I believe. Um, then there is the Inter Milan, despite I think losing Lukaku and Hakimi, and I think it's still, it's still a very good side. And I'm sure they'll, they'll try to sign somebody as a good replacement, if not the perfect replacement. And they're the winners. They, they've just gotten the taste of winning after such a long time, so they don't want to stay there. Juventus will always want it back, and they're a very good side. And then um, I think. Don't underestimate Roma. They're going to they're going to do a little bit of shit housefree for sure. Um, there's Napoli, which is always like a, a mixed pack. So this, we're talking about like five, uh, six teams that can really. And mind you, if you look at the Italian teams, it's like the Sassolos and the Lazios. These are the clubs that produce the top. Yeah, exactly, the top players. So they're also going to be challenging. So I think um, the Euro sort of helped us understand that there's talent there. A lot of um, of good clubs there. Um, Atlanta, we can't, I mean, we can't forget them. They're yeah. a good side. Yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, like like I said, I think six teams that can really give it a good shot. I hope Juventus doesn't run away like they've done previously, but I don't think they can. I think they're the, the other sides have clawed their way and the distance between Juventus and the other teams is no longer that, uh, that big. So I'm really looking forward to uh, Serie A. It's it's always susceptible to these financial issues, right? There's always something wrong with Syria all the time. So um, there's nothing new there, but I hope that doesn't really become the major talking point. And uh, 
that you know uh, the, the football takes a, a beating because I, I really like the fact that there's a new Italian revolution for football happening mm-hmm. and I want more Kiesas, I want more uh, uh, of these kind of players coming out forward. So really exciting. I think uh, Serie A will be a good uh, league to watch. Yeah, and Vimal, you know, uh, Nevin said there's always been financial issues in Italian football and we're finding now with the Spanish football, but there's a lot more games I would actually look forward to when you look at the Rome derby, the Turin derby, you know, the Milan derby. There's a lot more interest, like Nevin says, in Italian football all of us. Well, all of a sudden, I would say, actually. Yeah, I will stick with that. Definitely. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for... Lazio and Roma especially, and you know why, because two former Chelsea managers. Uh, Lazio, I mean, Lazio a little bit more than Roma, because I want to know what, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Sari can do, you know, because he, he, I genuinely think he's a really good coach if he has the players and like who, who fits his philosophy. I mean, I, I can't believe Juventus just sacked him, you know, like, it was a difficult season. Inter was really, really close. Like, I think they won by a point or something the last time UA won. Mm. And they just managed to, you know, just look past that. And then they hired a rookie in Pirlo and then they suffered. And now they're getting back their old coach who's got them back-to-back titles or like more than back-to-back titles. But yes, like like Nevin said, like I'm looking forward to Mourinho and Sarri, especially. Uh, I think Mourinho can you know, like help Roma for a top four finish. I genuinely think so. And Inter, I think, won 4-0 yesterday, I think. And uh, they've off to a good start. I mean, they lost their best player and moreover, they've lost the, their manager, who's, who's the real winner. And uh, I'm just really, really hoping that, you know, either one of the... Mil- I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Inter, so I, I really would like to see uh, Milan or, you know, Roma or Lazio do something. I just hope Juventus doesn't win. <laughs> well, even if they do, you know it's going to be, um, from what uh, Nevin said, four, uh, five, said six four, five, teams. six They're going to be very competitive. Be very and that's what you want to make them an, an attractive league. Absolutely, yeah. And I kind of like Allegri. I thought uh, he was a very underappreciated manager. Very, very astute. And he plans really well. I think he'll get um, that UA side to click as long as they're willing to adapt to the system. I think he's a good coach. I think a lot of people say he's a defensive-minded coach. I don't think he's just that. I think he always, I mean, he likes that three in the back and obviously the Italian way, but I think he's a good coach and he'll, and he's been taking a break. It's not like he was working also. So he's going to come back fresh and really looking forward to seeing uh, Juventus play. And, um, and just before um, we move to the best league in the world, the best league in the world. Um, <laughs> Um, we can't, um, we can't you know, ignore, um, yeah, ignore what I think is the best. What I think is the best way of running a football league. Way of league running a football, football league. The German football, football where they have that 51% rule. And, and Dortmund and, and they're Dortmund still producing still players. Producing and it's a good league to watch. Well, I I just think it's going to be Bayern again. Uh, There's a lot of pressure for Nagelsmann there. You know, he's come with a big. Sorry, you were saying? No, he's come with a big reputation. Now he's at the biggest club in Germany. And, um, you know, the, the title I don't think is a given. And um, they're looking for Europe again, the semifinals at least. Um, so he's under pressure as well. He's definitely under pressure because he's. Basically, I think the Super Cup was his first ever trophy as a, as a manager. And 
That was a good uh, game. Listen, Bayern winning the Bundesliga is more or less given because, well, the second best team has Dortmund and they basically floored them. I mean, uh, people they like gave them a good like, run in the Super Cup, and they still got yes. Haaland for the next couple of weeks at least, or next week yes, rather. Yes, but if, you know, like people are like, you know, Haaland this, Haaland that, and you know, Dortmund's great. They've got Jude Bellingham and all the young players. It's listen, Bayern are a different machine. They're going to win the league easily, is what I feel. I don't think there is any competition in Germany as well. Uh, I mean, maybe for the second, third, and fourth spot, yes. But for the Bundesliga, I think it's Bayern is. I mean, it's it's Bayern's title to lose. Let's put it that way. And but Nagelsmann, like like you said, he's a young manager. He's got lots of ideas. But you know what's the difference from Leipzig to Bayern? He's 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 going to be managing or coaching winners, who've, players who already won. That makes a lot of difference, in my opinion. And that's that's what's going to help him. And yeah, I think a semi-final appearance in the Champions League would would be a good season with with mm. Bundesliga and the other domestic cups as well for Bayern. Yeah, uh, but it's another league. I enjoy the football and we're very lucky here that we've got live uh, German football as well here. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll be able to see uh, how Bayern get on there. But turning now to um, the best league in the world, as the English say to us every every time they get an opportunity. But let's face it, I mean, it's the one that generates the most revenue. Um, and most people watch for a reason, even though there's no Messi or Ronaldo in the league and never has been, but it's still become the biggest league. Uh, never now, I've got to start with your boys. My fellow Fox has just said that they've had a power cut where he lives, so unfortunately that he's, he's, that's where he lost his connection. The joys of living in one of the big cities in India. Um, but um, Nevin... Um, this is going to be, in my opinion, one of the most competitive seasons when you look at the uh, the teams and who they've bought. And um, do you think Lukaku is the difference that will make it a Chelsea Premier League win? Win. He's, he's definitely a difference. I don't know whether that's going to be like a difference enough. Uh, simply because I think, like you said, it's a very competitive league. So... Uh, Chelsea defeating United or City is not necessarily a title because then you still have to win against Brighton and you'll still have to win against Southampton and that's so this Premier League is a slog and every three points matter so I think Lukaku is definitely I really like Lukaku um, I think um, he's, a, he's a very mature forward I thought he was creating a lot of chances at Inter as well so Adds that element as well. Will it so change maybe, the way Chelsea, change play, the way Chelsea with play with him up front? Sorry. Will it change the way Chelsea will, will have, to, way play will have to play with him up front? I, I I don't necessarily think so. A lot of people say that uh, looking at his physique, that people expect him to be the classic target man. I don't think he's your natural classic. You know who likes it on the head and who likes to chest things. I think he likes the ball on his feet a lot. You can see him driving at the defenders also. So a lot of people mistake him for his uh, size, actually. And I think uh, that way, I think um, Lukaku isn't that guy who... I mean, a lot of people are saying the answer to now Chelsea scoring goals is Reese James putting those crosses and Lukaku getting those in. No, that's not how it's not going to work. You think? Um, I think, think? it will be uh, a lot more of, uh, you know, ball to his feet. Obviously, it will be like a target man. And then I want to see how... Havertz and Werner and Pulisic is going to be used. 
that'll be a big big i think lukaku will be you know premier league they like a challenge so even a ben white will think that uh, you know lukaku is somebody who can be in his pocket and they will i am not demeaning ben white in any way like I, there are good i remember like the defenders like dawson no, and everybody they just already done and and uh, i know i mean defenders in they may be like a mings and you know people who don't who not like sergio ramos but they'll still turn up for these matches then they will keep the target man uh, under control so then it really depends on what that person can do on the turn can they release a werner can they release a havertz or does chelsea have a, a plan b so lukaku is a great signing um but it really depends on what lukaku does to the rest of the team and um, it'll be very interesting to watch because i don't think chelsea had a target man last year Tammy is also not your classic target man. So let's see. Vim, I don't want to turn into a Chelsea show. This is the last thing I want. But I have to end by asking: Does it by spending so much on Lukaku tell you that the money that was spent on Timo is it's not being justified? You need a out and out goal scorer. I'm sorry. Are you asking the money that money they spent on? No, the, it says a lot that Turbo uh, Timo just hasn't, um, you know, gone in, uh, become the player that he was bought as. Yeah, the goal scorer, the main goal scorer for you guys. That's the thing. See, I think Timo uh, last season. I think he's had at least uh, double-digit assists and double-digit goals, all competitions put together, which is a decent start. For a player, I think the expectations when when uh, top clubs buy a player is too much these days. It's like everybody has to score thirty goals or like twenty assists. I mean, that's not possible. Like, isn't that what you're take... expecting from Lukaku? I, I am expecting uh, a little bit more than what I expected from Werner from Lukaku because a because he's already played in the Premier League, and I think Werner was never a out and out striker, was he? Even at Leipzig, he was a wide forward. But getting the goals, which he isn't yes. in, yes. in, in and, the same and, way for and, Chelsea. And the thing is, as a wide forward, you need a really good supporting striker. And last last year, we, we Giroud is like a really good supporting striker, but he doesn't have pace because he's, he's you know he's old. And that's what Lukaku Lukaku could bring. You know, he has the pace and the physique. He can hold the ball and release Werner on the left. You know, and and you know about Werner's pace, so that that could make a lot of difference. And I I genuinely think that he can score like twenty goals this year in the Premier League. There you go. You're but expecting I, that. Yes, and and I don't think I don't think I'm not saying that. Well, I don't want to jinx it because we we, we might not win the Premier League, but we do have a genuine chance. Oh, is yes. what I feel. Yeah. Yes. Hundred percent. And I I think again it's it's City City are are the best team in terms of squad depth. I mean, there's no arguing about that. I think we all can agree on that. But I think United and Chelsea have added really significant players to the squad that could actually make a difference. And I think the second and third spot is going to be a fight between United and Chelsea. That that I can confidently say. <laughs> second and third. Yes. I don't want to say the first spot and jinx it. I know I'm being harsh here because other teams I don't see them doing much. Doing much, honestly. I'm surprised Liverpool is not there in that list. Oh, Liverpool is not. Oh, Liverpool is not, not doing anything. Not doing anything. Wow, I mean, I was quite impressed with their uh, football. I don't know why. Uh, and and <laughs> Anfield is a big, big advantage. It's tiring, you know. It's tiring, you know. 
He makes his players run it. There's only so much they can do. I mean, it's just the beginning of the season. You, you just wait for, like, say, like, say, December, and then we'll see. I don't think Liverpool are going to do it. I don't think Liverpool are going to well, do it. Well, they usually say, you know, you'll get a picture after the first 10 after games. The first 10 games. Um, so we'll see where each of the teams are. But, um, you know, until Man City splashed the cash on uh, Grealish, Chelsea were the favourites to win this year uh, mm-hmm. because of the way they ended last season and the way Tuchel seems to be building that team. And obviously with the addition of Lukaku. But um, is Man City, just like Vimal says, the team to beat for you, Nevin, considering the investment Man United have made? No, I think United and Chelsea have no excuse this season. They can't be like, oh, City, oh, City. Exactly. They've spent exactly. enough money to uh, now say that, you know, they, they should be fighting for the title and not second and third. There's not a, not a given thing for City to run away with the trophy. And I'm expecting... Um, uh, Liverpool, Leicester. I don't think it'll be an easy league at all. I think this is a uh, this is a good league. I think I'm expecting a lot more of. Uh, so I don't think we will see those kind of seasons where we hit hundred points. No. Um, no. I don't think that is that is happening this time around. Uh, simply because I don't think City is flawless. Um, there are things in the armor for Chelsea and United as well. Yeah, um, and. <laughs> Yesterday without without, uh, without uh, KDB. Yeah, I mean, uh, with KDB, they are. A, I I did mention this last time around as well. It it's now confusing as to whether City play better without KDB or with yeah. KDB. I know it's a very yeah. controversial statement to make, but um, he's he's such a talent that you have to fit him in the team somewhere. And Pep Pep loses it sometimes. Plays him as a striker. Plays him as a you know deep lying midfielder. There's just it's just it's too good, but sometimes I think um, um, Gundogan becomes a confusion uh, where Gundogan should operate because if KDB is operating, does he you know take up the more advanced role? Does he just sit back? So I mean I think City I think the fact that Chelsea beat them what three times last last season um, that that just showed a lot of teams that you know th- these guys are beatable and all you need is a, you know the perfect uh, plan. Sorry, and, uh, there's a team so near, 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 near that just beat him a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And there's like a silverware to show for that. I think Leicester is a good side. But uh, I don't know if you know, I mean, sure you're like, whichever teams wins the community, she'll never goes to win the title. So I, I, I've always wanted Chelsea to lose that match. Whenever Chelsea's played, I want them to lose the community. She does never win the Premier League after that. So... Uh, probably, I mean, Pep Guardiola probably knew about it as well. So, <laughs> oh, not the way they reacted uh, after the penalty. Uh, they wanted that. Uh, Pep counts as a trophy, and you know, Pep is a born winner. Hates losing. But the good sides. Look at Aston Villa, for example. They've made a lot of investments, and they've brought in good sides. Uh, I think the second yeah, level, the second level, level are in. in. And I have to be honest with you, there's a top four in terms of spending and the power. But the second level is very close now, with the likes of West Ham, Aston Villa, Tottenham. I really like the way Brentford played. So, you know, we're talking about like teams and teams that are supposed to be battling relegation also playing good football. So, it'll be a very interesting league. Um, but I, I don't think there will be any excuse for Chelsea and United this season. Considering the money they've paid in the last two seasons, they should be challenging City. They can't just keep saying, oh, City has money, City has money. These clubs also have money and they've been spending it. 
to be fair with Chelsea having to won the Champions League Chelsea last year, the pressure in terms of the money spent has sort of been justified. But obviously, uh, I think they'll be there or thereabouts in the Premier League. Look at United, for example. They've signed Sancho, they've signed Varane. Yeah. That's like two yeah. really, really good players. <laughs> I mean, um, and um, I mean, they. I mean, United fans are never happy, so they're complaining about uh, defensive midfielder not being there. But that's just an excuse. I mean, yes, a defensive midfielder like a, a Rice would be a good addition, but I think like they're expecting think... Rice to come there and then play a single uh, defensive midfielder, and he's not in DD levels of uh, that. You know, it requires an immense. Immensely talented uh, defensive midfielder to play the single. I don't think Rice is that person. So then again, you will have to play a McTominay or a Fred, and then it becomes the same formation, the same setup again. So I don't see why United fans are this unhappy about after a very good summer. Yeah. But um, yeah, you know, there's... let's not get there. But I think the biggest signing for United has been Varane. I think um, he's he's he was so needed. He was uh, so needed. Uh... Uh, but in... and for. Uh, and for the money, that's just yeah, such a good yeah. Thing, yeah, yeah. I think Declan Rice is being outpriced. I think they're quoting around 100 million West Ham, which is, I think, ridiculous. But another player, um, shall we say, he's having the messy issue is uh, Vimal is uh, Harry Kane, um, <laughs> player that wanted to leave before the Euros. Um, and the suitors, just like Messi, are very, very few, if not only just one possible club now that Chelsea have. Uh, Bought Lukaku, United have spent a fortune, so I can't see them spending 150 million on another player. So there's only one possible suitor. Any sympathy for Harry? Not really, because you know he, he, I think he should. He he signed a six-year contract. This is on him. I mean, you know where you're playing. You know what kind of club you're playing for. You know what has happened over the years. You don't sign a six-year bumper contract. At the least you can do is put a release clause on it. Yeah. I mean, his agent, yeah. I don't know what he's smoking. <laughs> yeah, that's such a wrong a Very expensive Cuban cigars. Yes, yes. So I don't feel sorry for him at all because, you know, if he wanted, he could have moved. But, but I don't like players who don't go for training and, you know, do the whole AWOL because that's, that's just disrespectful, you know, like. Either you play or you just go out and say, listen, I don't want to play. So say, listen, I don't want to play. Don't, don't, don't be a professional, you know, like if, if you, if you're playing for a club, if you're under contract, go for training, be a man, be a professional, you know, show some respect because these people have given you everything. Otherwise but, just go and be, make sure it's not like, you know, like messy, just make sure it's straightforward. Just go and say, I don't want to do this anymore. I want a different challenge. It's as simple as that. I mean, I mean, do you have, Sorry, Nevin. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah, we can hear you now. No, I'm saying that uh, I'm surprised that uh, Vimal thinks that Danny Levy is just going to agree. Oh, you do want to play here? So, you know, you can, you're can you free to go. I don't think that works at all at Tottenham. And I think Chelsea, I know it from the Modric days that this is one transfer that's not happening. That's why things went up to Lukaku. Um, he is a taskmaster. He is. Uh, he will get the last penny out of Harry Kane, and he doesn't care. So I don't want to put all the blame on Harry Kane. Yeah, I think it's. A, I think he's given a lot to the club. I'm sure he must have already expressed his interest in leaving, and now it's a club uh, not sort of honoring what he wants. So yeah, at the end of the day, it sounds like slavery, right? That you are 
bound by contracts so that you have to stay here. And, yeah, I mean to say that he has to man up and you know do it. I mean it's a very good slavery, like yeah. with a lot of money involved. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but I, I I mean I I, I hope there was a, as long as Manchester, Manchester City puts in a good bid, like say one fifty million, hundred million, whatever, then he should be let go. Then you can't be squeezing and uh, you is know saying joining yes one fifty point three. Sorry, is he worth that? Is he worth that? I think it's worth it. I mean, considering the money that a lot of clubs have been paying, I think it's okay. Like anything about hundred million is sort of justifiable. He's he's a reliable uh, centre forward. He knows the league as well, and he's not we always had the greatest team around him, and he's still delivered. So I think he's a good player. I would have liked to have seen him at Chelsea for sure. Um, he would not uh, come to Chelsea. He would not come to many, Chelsea. There's too many, many issues. Yeah. issues. Yeah. 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 Um, but just to add um, to, uh, to uh, add the Levy thing, Kane and his agent could have, you know, made a better contract. That's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, you know, that's what everybody's saying. Levy to make a sale, you know, yeah. like that's what I was saying. Not like just go and talk to Levy and okay, that's it. No, that's not how it works, obviously. Yeah, but yeah, he did have the time, you know, he could have I either made a shorter contract or put a clause in it. Well, he was uh, he was relying on this gentleman's agreement, so-called gentleman's yes. agreement, which I've never heard uh, being, um, you know, uh, adhered to ever, uh, especially with the likes of Daniel Levy, who's a shrewd, shrewd businessman. Uh, but just to end uh, the show today, and it's been fantastic, and as always, you know, it's been a joy and it's flown by. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Vimal. If you can give me your top four and be careful of your answers here and who you think will win the league and no bias but be careful of the top four answer please okay top four um i'm going to go with uh, manchester city chelsea united and leicester <laughs> don't laugh i'm not saying leicester just because you're there i'm saying that genuinely because they're a club who are like really really surprising they can do anything if they're like on their day they're like really really good i mean i saw the first game i mean that that goal from wadi oh that is just yeah that, that is just i mean i adore that you guys have a striker like that you know yeah. that's what we want to have and, and that's i think we bought a good um, replacement well future replacement in uh, saka he looks uh unbelievable yes. player but yeah. uh, we bought well in the summer um yeah. but yeah thank you for including Leicester in that i wasn't expecting it there was a bit of uh, uh guidance but uh no i think uh you know it's going to be very very tough for Leicester finishing fifth last it's season. either Leicester or liverpool obviously but i'm yeah. going to go with Leicester. yeah uh nevin uh nevin chelsea united city liverpool chelsea united chelsea city. united city third city. Third. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm expecting Pep wow. to lose his mind. <laughs> Finish third. Finish third. Well, okay. That well, only happens well, in the Champions okay. final eleven. <laughs> uh, I take it you're putting uh, Le- Leicester fifth and Nevin. Have we lost Nevin? I think his internet might have crashed. After having predicted uh, <laughs> City finishing third, <laughs> oh, but, oh, but I, I missed you guys in between. No, I was just saying. Uh, I think oh, no, I was just saying. Uh, your internet crashed after predicting City will finish third. After predicting City will finish third. Yeah, even the internet knows. 
All right. Well, before the internet crashes for us, thank you so much, guys. It's been an absolute joy to get this football show back on the road. It's a pity we didn't have the fellow Fox, but obviously there's issues in India with internet and power cuts and some things don't change, but we'll see how it pans out. Bimor, absolutely brilliant. Hopefully we can meet up soon and don't forget the offer of coming to the King Power is always there for you, my friend. And uh, stay safe, and uh, we'll catch up hopefully on a regular basis.